Hey there, everybody, and welcome to the Cinema Drip Podcast, the podcast where we need movies like we need our coffee. As always, I am Scott Lentz, here with my good friend and co-host, Christian Ubius. And Christian, today is going to be a, a day to remember in the Cinema Drip Podcast history. Boy, howdy. It's, it's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> folks folks you know what's going on here it's apocalypse movies month here on the cinema drip podcast and christian i think this is uh, a deep-seated revenge for me making you watch draft day or tom and jerry the illusionist some of the other movies that i made you watch over the years of this podcast we're talking moonfall today oh boy <laughs> it's moonfall time here on the pod there there is just so much to that. that that's a lot of movie. <laughs> it's it's a lot of movie. Oh man, Christian, it's it's so much movie. We needed a little bit of something to compensate it as well. A little, little bit of chaser with this here movie beverage of ours, and we are going with Independence Day. So we're looking at two Roland Emmerich movies. Obviously. As you were curating your selections for this month, I don't think it needs too much explanation why two Roland Emmerich movies made it into Apocalypse Movies Month. But I, I, I am just curious, what led you to these two? And, you know, why why pick Moonfall, obviously? Why pick Independence Day? You know, what, what guided your selections? Well, Independence Day is up there in terms of classics and box office successes. That truly are frick. The world's gonna end, uh, and it it's not like an offshoot of the formula. It's not like a where does this leave humanity? No, it's aliens are descending from the sky and killing everything. So that's it. it it's the most traditional example of it, and Moonfall is another one that lies heavily on that disaster formula. The moon is falling. The world will die. <laughs> Moonfall. It, it, the moon is falling. <laughs> it's so real. So it's <laughs> so that, that's it. It's um, it's what I think people most traditionally would associate with the genre. I totally agree. When you think about an apocalypse, when you think about the world ending, you think about Roland Emmerich from <laughs> Independence Day to 2012 to now Moonfall and many others mixed in between. He has not exclusively worked in this subgenre, but he is maybe most famous for blowing up the earth <laughs> and has a number of movies that have made quite a bit of money when you look at his track record. I remember, although we're not talking about it for this podcast, I did get curious and I checked on some of his other movies, obviously, and 2012 was an enormous box office success right before the huge superhero movie boom that we are still living in. So he has been very successful using this formula, and I'll, I'll be interested to talk about that more as, uh, you know, it's part of our theme here, looking at the apocalypse in movies. Should we go into background information now? Let's do it, Christian. It's time. Okay, background information. Independence Day and Moonfall. Uh, there was... I, I had a question that I wanted to ask you. That's not our opening question. But we will... Um, just making conversation. <laughs> we're just making conversation. So let's, let's say... Cool. Uh, Independence Day came out in 1996. 
it stars Will Smith. It's directed by Roland Emmerich. It's co-written by him and also Dean Devlin. Uh, and it's one, it was the second highest grossing film of that year. Wait, no, it was the second highest grossing film ever at the time that it came out behind only Jurassic Park. So big thing, aliens come and descend in these really, really big spaceships and just start shooting at people in their ships and with their big lasers and they destroy <laughs> the White House <laughs> and everyone's going to die. <laughs> and it's yeah, to, pretty much. <laughs> and, and it's up to Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum to save the world. Exactly. And President Bill Pullman, of course. Sure, 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 sure. Moonfall um, is a slightly more complicated plot. <laughs> in a way, Christian, it is an even more streamlined plot in that Moonfall is about the moon falling. <laughs> Although it, of course, <laughs> does introduce some plot complications that I simply cannot wait to get into with you. And it stars it, uh, Patrick Wilson and Halle Berry are there to save the world. And uh, they need to travel to the center of the moon to stop it from falling. And the aliens, the, the aliens technology, not aliens, alien technology that is trying to kill all humanity. Spoiler alert, Christian. Come on. <laughs> Mere minutes into this podcast. <laughs> there are so many things I didn't spoil. There are so many things I have not spoiled yet. This is true. The moon, of course, uh, we, we should also Who mention plays briefly. the moon? Who plays the moon? <laughs> I wish somebody played the moon. John Bradley, we should mention, who a lot of people will know from Game of Thrones, is the third lead for this movie. And he Samuel is a con Tarly. conspiracy theorist, yes, who believes the moon is this, uh, what he calls a mega structure. And he believes that is part of solving how we stop the moon from falling. And so he tags along for this adventure. And, of course, the moon is the thing he thinks it is <laughs> because it's a movie. I, I want to know, before we get into our review, where were you when you saw both those movies? Because I I saw Independence Day for the first time this year, a couple months ago. Or I don't know why I said a couple months ago, it's February. A month and something ago. And you saw it for the first time, Independence Day, last year, right? Yes, I needed some themed viewing for a 4th of July spent home alone, I think. I, I can't remember all of the circumstances other than simple COVID precautions, but... I had never seen it before, and so I figured, why not watch one of the most iconic blockbusters from this country's ever given us that I have yet to see. So I am new to Independence Day, definitely a fan, and revisited, revisited it for the podcast. And when it came to seeing Moonfall, I was uh, mostly resenting you as I was buying my ticket in the midst of Oscar season, all these amazing movies out in theaters that I have not yet seen. And, and yet there I was, sitting with, uh, I think, two other people watching Moonfall. <laughs> And yet, it, it had its own it had its own types of pleasures, Christian. I, I have no regrets here. Cool. So I saw Independence Day for the first time in January, sitting down. Saw it with my sister. I think it was, I don't know, family was over. My flight had been canceled home. I thought, let's 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 watch this movie. Uh, and much wilder than I anticipated. I, I it's it's very aliens esque in the um. In, in the sense that this is, you just want to scream like and cheer at the TV. And that was so lovely. And I saw Moonfall Sunday. And I just remember thinking, there's no way this is a movie. There's just no way. 
And then the ending came, and I thought, there's no way. <laughs> oh, but there's a way. Someone did not green light this. <laughs> so, ah, uh, yes. There, I'm, I'm building up suspense for our listeners. And with that suspense, let's jump into our, our opening question, Scott. Let's do it, Christian. Let's, let's review these movies. Roland Emmerich, as writer and director very much has a place in filmography and film history. I want to know, of all of his ideas about the apocalypse, how well do you think that they translate to the big screen? I mean, in terms of the world ending, he is one of those people who understands (laughs) how to put it on screen and how to make it compelling. And there are so many different ways to tell the end of the world. We've had bombastic blockbusters like independence day we've had ridiculous comedies like is is it called um this is the end is that the one with like seth rogan and yes. and james frank and all those guys yeah. and you even have much more serious movies about the end of the world even now dramas surrounding it so of, of all the ways to put it on screen he is he is someone who knows what he's doing and can make a freaking huge blockbuster with the end of the world we're watching our planet fall apart our our brothers and sisters in humanity die and <laughs> mass and yet we are totally going for what he has on screen and i think independence day is one of the most successful apocalypse movies and just in terms of sheer like putting it on screen and i think moonfall is one of the least successful <laughs> in terms of making this concept compelling and there are reasons for each of those things of course um but obviously like he knows what he's doing and it's a shame that moonfall isn't more successful i think where it is successful is in the sheer lunacy <laughs> that it brings to the to the movie theater and i'm looking forward to unpacking that more but what do you, what do you, what's your answer to that same question? He makes me sit in my seat and think this is awesome. Whether or not the movie is meant to be awesome or is so ridiculous and crazy that that nothing makes sense. And 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 given that, I put Moonfall under the category and under my lovely category of the venom let there be carnages of the world. <laughs> Where I'm just thinking, you know what? This is great. I'm having a great time at the movies. I am loving my time here. I saw it in the Dolby. The sound was amazing. The mood kept falling. It was great. And I I, I enjoyed myself. Is this a masterpiece? No. No. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> it, it, were, were, there, were there very strong performances in Moonfall? No. No, no, they were not. But am I glad I used one of my three AMC movies a week to watch it? Yes. Yes, I am. I know. That is is such a perfect (laughs) example. Or not example, but a perfect reason to see Moonfall. If you're a part of one of these clubs or something like that, I was able to use some gift cards I received for Christmas. And it's exactly the kind of movie where I'm glad I didn't pay full price to see. (laughs) But I'm glad to have been in a theater to have seen it. Let's, Let's start comparing these movies. Let's start comparing them side by side because that's how I made my outline. Sure. The person who saves the world from the aliens 
primarily in Independence Day is Will Smith. He is the star. I mean, Jeff Goldblum is a star, but this is largely on the back of Will Smith. I mean, I know this isn't where we want to necessarily land this plane because we're going to try to compare, but I mean, even Independence Day, like going into it, I thought it was a big Will Smith vehicle and it's much more of an ensemble movie than I knew before I watched it for the first time. There, like, There's a pretty big cast of faces and names you will probably recognize, especially if you consider yourself a movie fan. People, I mean, there's something like six or seven oscar nominated actors in the cast uh but of course some of the actors were older at the time some of them were like will smith who had who went on to receive oscar nominations and he is certainly the star of the show and part of it's his success in that movie is how he stands out from this huge cast similarly patrick i mean patrick wilson is the star of moonfall which is also an ensemble movie and if, if just putting them head to head, I I don't know why I'm doing this. Will Smith by 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 ten thousands of miles and miles, so many, miles, miles. so many miles, so many miles. But how did each do in leading this movie for you? I mean, Will Smith probably has. I mean, this is a two and a half hour movie, and Will Smith probably has what like. Th- 30 to 45 minutes of screen time and yet you walk away thinking about Will Smith because he is absolutely oozing charisma off the screen even when you're watching this at home and not in a movie theater not on a giant screen he like he owns the screen every time he comes in in, within view of the camera and Patrick Wilson certainly a good actor he has made a, a lot of movies been very successful he is really great in the Conjuring movies Uh, in terms of recent movies that he's made, but he just does not have that same star quality and that same degree of charisma that Will Smith has. And in a way, it's not fair because Will Smith is one of the best movie stars we've ever had, just in terms of being a compelling person, owning the screen, knowing how to act in front of the camera, building a persona. I mean, Will Smith is one of the best we've ever gotten. And so it's not even necessarily fair to compare these two. So, why am I doing this? I don't know why we're comparing these two movies anymore. But the the we haven't gotten into plot that much. And what Will Smith does, he is a... He's with the Army. What? Is he a Navy pilot? So he's a, an Air Force pilot, I Air Force, He's an Air Force pilot. And he is the one who fights against the initial barrage of alien ships. Manages to actually capture one of the aliens... And he's one of the few people who makes it out of the initial attack alive, right? Gives one of the one of the like best blockbuster movie lines ever. Just the "Welcome to Earth," <laughs> it just lives lives in your brain. <laughs> and oh oh my goodness, Patrick Wilson is a is, is a disgraced astronaut in Moonfall, who saw uh, you know what spoilers from here on out. I'm not even gonna try, you know. And this... I mean to be fair, that like. This is the beginning of the movie, so it's not a huge spoiler, but we'll definitely get into spoiler territory. This is your warning if you're going to see Moonfall. <laughs> he is, is when he was working for NASA, uh, encounters this strange black goop thing in space that kills his friend. And well, fellow, fellow astronaut, a co-worker. <laughs> a fellow astronaut in space. <laughs> And then attacks the shuttle he's in. No one believes that he was up against Black Goop. 
And when the moon starts to fall, they realize it's because of the black goop and Patrick Wilson gets called upon to lead a space shuttle to fire and what is it? A, a, an EK, an a, an e- e- EKG or EMP, not an EKG. That's e- for your heart. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> an EMP to destroy Yikes. this alien technology. So that's, that, that's, he has a lot that he has to do. And he's not bad, but the movie definitely crushes him. I, yeah, I, there's there's just, uh, unfortunately for Patrick Wilson, there's not really anything there for him to do. This, and it's part of why Independence Day is a better movie than Moonfall. And, you know, Will Smith doesn't have to dominate the whole movie. He just has to dominate when he's on screen. He's part of this ensemble cast and he jumps out from everybody else featured. There is a a much better story and even not an adventure, so to speak, but just a better, more compelling story at the center of Independence Day. And things get out there pretty quickly in Moonfall. And just in terms of what they're working with, there's so much more for Will Smith to do. Whereas Patrick, you know, he's asked to jump out of an ensemble, whereas Patrick Wilson is asked to kind of lead this movie, and Halle Berry is certainly co-lead. Uh, they they probably have an even amount of screen time. So we should talk about her as well. But it's just a, a much less, not not as compelling story. It's running over these story beats that we've seen before and that are executed better in Independence Day. It's visual effects that don't look as good, even though Independence Day is 20 years old at this point, almost. The, the, the thing about Independence Day is that you are able to invest in the characters, just like you said, and their family dynamics. And they're trying to do that in Moonfall. And I'm trying to come up with why it isn't working as well in Moonfall. And I, the, the main thing I can come up with is the performances just are not as good. And also the, we, there aren't as many actors in Moonfall. I think that somehow how vast the cast was in Independence Day helped it because there were many more lives that I got to care about ending because of these aliens. And Independence Day does a much better job of weaving these people's stories together. So, obviously, Jeff Goldblum's character, David Levinson, is he's you know he's a satellite engineer. He's in New York at the start of the movie. He and then his father then go to the White House, where he reconnects with his ex-wife, who works for the president. And so that's how you get the president and Goldblum together. You know, meanwhile, Will Smith runs into Randy Quaid's character, who is this alcoholic uh, veteran who is also a fight like a former fighter pilot and he was abducted by aliens and that's his whole thing <laughs> but you know will smith runs into this guy first and they all converge uh closer to the end of the movie and they have their own supporting cast around them and they do such a good job like you said of giving everybody a little moment to shine everybody's got something that they're working for you know for Quaid's Russell Case, he just wants to be respected by his children. For Will Smith, he's trying to save the planet, but also is in love with his his girlfriend and, you know, wants to propose to her, and that, that all gets thrown up because of the aliens. <laughs> and so there's all these interesting character beats, too, whereas in Moonfall, you have less interesting characters, not as good of performances, and the crisscrossing of the different storylines is handled great. It is so the poorly. Editing is not great in this movie. The this the screenplay is weirdly imbalanced. Like uh, Patrick Wilson's character has a son, and his son, of course, is named Sonny. 
<laughs> and Sonny is a major character in the movie who probably has two minutes of screen time in the first 45 minutes. And then he features in significantly to the rest of the movie. And Michael Pena is playing Patrick Wilson's ex-wife's current husband. And he is supposed to be given like a redemption arc for being so mean to Patrick Wilson's character. That just does not land. And, and again, like he is in literally one scene early on in the movie to the point where I was like sitting there in the theater thinking, man, why did Michael Pena show up for this? He, he's he's got one scene. He's, he's out of the movie. And then he comes back and he, you know, they then he's in a, a significant portion of the end of the movie. And it's just so poorly handled how they balance these characters, how they balance this story. And, and weirdly, I think this could have been better if they would have stripped some of the subplots and more focused on Wilson and Barry and Bradley, these two astronauts and their weird conspiracy theorist buddy who go to save the planet. And I, I think if they would have just invested in that journey and made this movie a little bit leaner, a little bit meaner, it could have been more interesting. And instead we get bogged down on these lame, been there, done that subplots. Well, let's, let's compare the different world ending styles. We have aliens versus the moon falling. <laughs> okay. Do you want it? Do you want to get into the lore now? Because <sighs> it's it, just like the fact that we have to ask this question, the fact that we have to talk about lore is depressing. That's again something that Independence Day does so well. Awesome. Because oh what they managed to do. <laughs> oh my. Okay. Let's go, let's so, go into lore. We, we're going let's into do lore. It. In Independence Day, there's aliens that come to Earth. End lore discussion. And that is totally why it works. <laughs> In Moonfall, there is so much that you get. Oh, Christian, so, take it away. So the moon, the moon is a megastructure. And so they go in and it's like... Which, of course, is a, is a something that aliens built. It's a planet-sized object that aliens built for yes, unknown purposes. For unknown purposes. And we discover that the aliens are our ancestors from billions and billions of years ago. Yes, of course. Who had managed to end all war and fighting and therefore built AI... And the AI turned against them and killed them. So they made these mega structures to find planets where they could imbue the human code so that humanity could continue. And oh, is... Christian, <laughs> not to find planets, to to form planets. To create <laughs> planets. And now, billions of years later, this alien technology AI has finally found Earth. And this, of course, we find out all of this information after, yes, after our our intrepid crew manages to fly down the hole in the moon, (laughs) escape the goopy thing that chased them at the beginning of the movie and that's causing all the problems, land inside the moon base megastructure, and then our, our guy, our guy Patrick Wilson, ends up getting some sort of weird vision. Telekinetic something. Where he interacts with his his son as the avatar of this AI. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, so, um, story versus story. Independence Days is simpler. 
so much simpler. And and, and it works. And that you just have aliens who are evil. Very it black works and white. Stupendously. And even the aliens themselves, we learn about them as the movie goes on. So it's not it, this is still a blockbuster. We don't need sort of like high-minded art film obfuscations about the enemy. Like we want to understand them and how we can defeat them. And they do a good job of doling out information about the aliens, especially when they get to area 51, of course, which is real (laughs) in the world of independence day. And we get enough to stay invested, but aren't bogged down in really bad sci-fi ideas. (laughs) like billions of years passing human precursors, having a utopian society overthrown by AI, which uh, is another idea. It's a completely separate apocalypse that we've seen before done better, especially in movies like the Terminator, you know, (laughs) like it's just, it's, uh, it's thrown in unnecessarily to this movie. The, the, the issue I'm going to make this argument. The issue is not the lore in, in Moonfall. The issue is that the lore is squeezed into two minutes of voiceover with a flashback scene. I mean, it's blindsiding. Like, there's... <laughs> it is I, the funniest thing. I am yeah. sitting there in the theater, and as the uh, AI-manifested six-year-old form of his son appears... And decides to make these these holograms, not holograms, but like input into his mind the history of humanity billions of years ago. I'm laughing. And it's a great time. And there's even a moment where like <laughs> he walks out once um once Barry and Bradley find him. They're walking back to their little spacecraft and he like waves his hand in front of a door and it opens and they're like, Was that you? And he's like, I think so. We have to keep going. And it just they'd never touch on it again. <laughs> It's just another random detail thrown in that is way too much and so bizarre. So, oh, okay. So the the issue is also Independence Day got a sequel, right? Independence Day Resurgence. Yes. Uh, have you seen Resurgence? Did I you haven't. watch it? No, okay. I, I also have not seen it. It is. It was very poorly received. The year that it came out and famously it you know came out 20 years after the original independence day in 2016 they were not able to get will smith to come back for the movie there was some they went back and forth with him for a long time and ultimately his schedule won out and he couldn't make it uh so it was not very well received still managed to make almost 400 million dollars at the global box office and it was supposed to kick off or not kick off but sort of resume this franchise and who knows if we will get more but that's that's independence day resurgence roland emmerich wants moonfall to be the beginning of a trilogy <laughs> there is a <laughs> a sequel tease so galling <laughs> At the end of this movie, you you probably just should just like get up and clap at how absurd it is. And okay, I'm not gonna lie, this movie went for it. This it, movie, they so went for it. <laughs> this is balls to the wall movie. And, and honestly, if if the first hour and forty minutes had been as and like ridiculous and gonzo as the last 30 minutes i 
might have been much more into it, but I it, I was it, into it. it. I <laughs> I, just, I can't do it. Like I really respect how crazy this gets, and I would honestly recommend people see it, especially when it's on streaming or at Redbox or something. But I yeah, I just don't think I can recommend you go spend full price for it. But no, but this is this is this yeah. is when. When we are sad that people aren't going to the movies, we are sad that people won't go to the movies to see, you know, a hard-hitting drama. And we're sad they're not going to go to the movies to support comedies. This is a fun blockbuster. And I I am sad people are not going out to see it. Now, so many people hate this movie. A lot of ones and one and a half stars on Letterboxd. I get it. <laughs> but this is, I mean... Five years ago, this movie would have made hundreds of million dollars. Right now, it's sitting at seventeen point four million. Yeah, the, strangely, in terms of the produ- actual production of this movie, Moonfall is one of the most expensive independent films of all time. <laughs> it's got a budget that I mean, if you look on Wikipedia, it's a range, but essentially a hundred forty million dollar budget, and it was not produced by a major Hollywood studio. Emmerich was fundraising and managed to get uh, a number of different. In, you know, production managed to companies get involved. Thirty-five million dollars. Yes, and there—I mean, there are some like logos you might recognize, like Huayi Brothers, um, which is a Chinese studio that has gotten involved in some international productions. And Lionsgate would ultimately, ultimately distributed this movie, so you'll recognize them for sure. But even so, it's an essentially an independent movie <laughs> with this with a nine-figure budget. It's uh, I okay. I want people to see this movie because it's fun. It is intellectually dead, but it is fun. And you know, if they made two more sequels, guess what? I would go out to the movie theater, not opening night, but I'd make it there on like a Sunday morning. (laughs) And I'd sit there with my soda and I'd leave there thinking, all right, time to go on with my day. Strangely enough, I did not like this movie whatsoever. And well, that's not true. There was some ever. Uh, the, how ridiculous it gets, I kind of appreciated most of this movie. I just flat out did not enjoy. But if they manage to pull off a sequel for this, I will be there because it is going to go some weird places. <laughs> so that's that's that. I do you have anything you want to add on? either Independence Day or Moonfall to create it to be blockbusters, even if Moonfall isn't, you know, busting blocks right now. I mean, there's so much that I would want to say about Independence Day. I, I legitimately think that it's it's one of the best, like, pure blockbusters Hollywood has ever made. And I think it is an interesting comparison with Moonfall because Moonfall is doing a lot so poorly and especially in comparison to independence day movies with similar aspirations obviously making money and giving people a good time not necessarily exploring the depths of the human condition or something like that but i I think there's so much to praise about independence day especially in terms of the actual filmmaking the actual writing of the movie that are so successful and where moonfall just just does not succeed and and one of those things that i i i'm curious I don't, know, I don't know if you have you know too much to add on it, but it's even just the effects. Independence Day obviously was made in 1996, so there are aspects of the CGI that have not aged amazingly. But even so, where there where there are visual effects and you know computer generated effects, I should say, they look pretty good. 
but so much of what makes this movie spectacular is the practical effects. And there is that famous sequence where the alien countdown hit zero and it's time to start blasting. <laughs> and they, you know, launch their lasers at all of these American landmarks, including the White House, and they blow up the White House. And they built real scale models of these buildings that they destroyed and legitimately destroyed the models. <laughs> and there's something about that that I love loving these practical effects and that's one of the aspects of moonfall that just does not look good at all is this is obviously extraordinarily reliant on cgi a lot of shooting in front of green and blue screens and creating the 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 monster so to speak that just looks dumb uh, as opposed to these real life alien props that they created is there anything about just the the effects specifically this part that's so key to blockbusters that that stood out to you and anything that i didn't touch on the the effects in independence day are are not you know dramatic like it's it's not a dune it's not an arrival it's not even an alien but it's the way that they they make them is so that you can cheer in the audience and they're done so that Will Smith's sign can have the punch that it does. And they do so with respect for the performances. And it's it's great action filmmaking. Whereas in Moonfall, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I did really enjoy Moonfall, but the effects there are lazy. They are. It, it's it's And it's not necessarily overtly... I'm not just going to say that it's over-relying on effects because I feel like a lot of movies will over-rely on effects. So it has to be more than just that problem. It's that you need it to complement the performances and the story and give us time to live with it. And there's no like jaw-dropping line. There are dumb lines that are said. <laughs> jaw-droppingly stupid lines <laughs> there are some jaw-droppingly stupid lines in this movie but it it's just that i need i needed to care a little bit more about the characters or get rid of the characters i think i saw a review recently that was like i could have just seen the moon falling for two hours and it would have been great <laughs> and i thought that's kind of true so if you're gonna put these characters in there make them better and even the the character dilemmas and the character drama in Moonfall, like we mentioned, is so much less interesting than Independence Day, where both central characters of Moonfall are divorced and are trying to deal with their families, which, of course, is very real to a lot of people's experiences. So I don't mean to say, of course, that I'm disinterested <laughs> in the blended family or in divorced parents trying to protect their child. But in Independence Day, everybody's got something different going on where you have Will Smith, who's trying to obviously save the planet, but also wants to protect his girlfriend and her son. And he wants to propose to her. You have Jeff Goldblum, who has a relationship with his ex-wife, who he's kind of trying to win back, but also to his father. And his father is is played by Judd Hirsch in a really funny performance. He's like almost in a different movie <laughs> than Independence Day. But his father, of course, they have their own relationship and their own connection. And 
on the side, his father is also going through a crisis of faith where he talks about how he doesn't pray anymore. And later on in the movie, he gets a moment of, of praying with people like other people. There's these little character notes that pay off in Independence Day. It, and then everybody is on their own unique little journey. Even the president. At the beginning of the movie, we see news coverage of talking heads on, you know, some CNN or Fox News stand in that talk about how he's a wimp. And by the end of the movie, he's giving one of the best speeches in any movie ever <laughs> and literally flying into battle with of, with his fellow Americans. That kind of stuff just is what makes Independence Day so legendary and what helps it age so well. And it's completely missing in Moonfall. That is Independence Day and Moonfall. You can watch Independence Day on HBO Max, I think, right? Yes, yes, you can. And you can go to your local theater if you feel safe and watch Moonfall. That you can. I wouldn't blame you for waiting until it's on Redbox, though. <laughs> now, Scott, I have... I'm going to double check. So give me a second while I double check. Christian's going to double check, and I'm just going to mention uh, the score in Independence Day is incredible. And if you need something to get you pumped up, you should listen to it. The fact that it didn't get nominated for an Oscar makes me sad. Although Independence Day did win for Best Visual Effects, an award that Moonfall will not get nominated for. Uh, do you need me to keep vamping, Christian? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling an Audible, and I'm going to choose our two movies for next week. Oh, wait. So I know these movies have changed before as of course we will continue on in our apocalypse blend of the month you had changed your selections before are you indicating that you are changing them once again yes live on the air because we have done two movies that are the basically reduction of the human race and like the de-evolution of the human race in planet of the apes and dawn of the planet of the apes we have chosen two movies where Something from outer space comes, cometh. Where Roland Emmerich is coming for the planet. <laughs> and so I think that we need to go realistic. And so we're going to watch Children of Men, which is not streamable anywhere, but rentable and available at your local library. Alfonso Cuaron, written and directed 2006, I believe. And we are also going to do Steven Soderbergh's Contagion. Very interesting. So Disease. different... We concepts yes but disease uh an apocalypse theme that maybe will hit too close to home <laughs> as we are living on the, in the ongoing COVID 19 pandemic though thankfully it has become more manageable but should be an interesting episode uh two movies that are less connected than the others that we've talked about obviously planet of the apes movies are connected in the same franchise moonfall and independence day are both roland emmerich movies but we should still have a pretty fruitful discussion, I think, as those are two pretty well-regarded movies and cover some similar ideas. Which is why we will not be doing a side-by-side -side comparison. We're going to review one, then review the other, and then see what we think about disease at the end. There you go. Apocalypse blend of the month keeping you on your toes, listeners. So that is for next week. As a reminder, Children of Men and Contagion. Uh, which you should be able to track down any place you can rent movies. It, and sorry, Christian, I, I have already forgotten because I'm foolish. Is Contagion streaming anywhere? I know HBO it was. Max. Contagion is on HBO Max. You can check it out with the new Steven Soderbergh movie, Kimmy. 
which is out starring Zoe Kravitz, and it's basically not been marketed whatsoever. So maybe have yourself a Steven Soderbergh marathon and check that out as well. If you have reached this point of the episode, of course, we thank you for listening. We love watching these movies and discussing them and shared our discussions for your listening pleasure. So it means a lot that you are listening along. There are a few things that you can do to support the podcast, at least until the apocalypse comes and takes us all. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you can, leave us a rating and a review. We appreciate those five-star reviews coming in. Helps us grow and reach new listeners. Subscriptions do the same. So please follow us on uh, your, your podcatchers. You can also follow us on social media. I'm switching up the order this week, keeping you on your toes. You can also follow us on social media. I am on Twitter, as is the show, and Christian is on Instagram. And we're both on Letterboxd, where we're regularly rating and reviewing the things that we're watching. Christian, will you be making any kind of interesting list as it relates to the Oscars? As, of course, this episode is coming out the week that the Oscar nominations were announced. Um, I might make a ranking of the... 2021 oscar best picture nominees but i'm also i, I want to finally have a perfect oscars here where i've seen everything that's nominated for anything i don't know if that'll happen i hope so i have the time so we'll we'll see we'll see there you go christian's review of coming to america coming to a letterboxed <laughs> homepage near <Soon>. you <laughs> And of course, our favorite thing here is that you can send us an email at cinemadrippodcast at gmail.com, where we do take into consideration all of the feedback that you provide. We love our listeners, and we love when you guys share your ideas for the show, whether it's just chiming in. I know when we were talking about Marvel movies last year, we had some folks share their Marvel ranking lists. Or if you're suggesting an idea for a blend of the month or for a movie to cover on the show. And we have taken listener suggestions to heart when it comes to picking blends of the month. As folks will know, we did Magic May last year on a listener recommendation. So would love to know your guys' thoughts and the kinds of movies that you want us to discuss here on the show. And hey, you never know. You might get an invite as well if you want to come share your thoughts. So please do send us your thoughts to cinemadrippodcast at gmail.com. Christian, any final thoughts for the folks listening along at home? Nope. All right, folks, that's all. Until next time, children of men and contagion, this has been the Cinema Drip Podcast.